0: Oh, man, Hillary, we've got a great show coming up for you. Stu's just in the other room fashioning a noose so he can hang himself uh, after our morning meeting. It's better. It's a better option than what we're facing. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to make the case of what, uh, you know, I said to Stu today. I'm not sure we make it to the election in one piece.
1: 45 seconds. Uh, and
0: I mean the election this fall. right? <laughs> I was like 2024. You're like, no, 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 no. this no, one no. coming up. No, <laughs> um,
2: hopefully not. You didn't mean like the today's primaries. Um, no, because <laughs> we only have a few
0: hours until that. But y- your case it is so important that everybody understands. You know, you hope and pray that God will protect us from some of these things. But
2: all of them that you're talking about here are plausible. Like they all are on the table to happen
0: soon. Yeah, with I mean by August, like by August. Uh, The world can be a very, very different place by August, and it is intentional. And I will, I'll show you next. the Glenbeck Program, we have Ken Paxton on to talk to us about the border uh, yesterday. Who even knew the, the World Economic Forum had a militarized police force arresting a friend of the program and somebody who used to work here. We're going to talk to them uh, also. We have James Lindsay on and I want to start with how the world is going to be a very different place by the next election and i do not mean 2024 i mean this fall in 60 seconds once upon a time finding the right real estate agent to help you buy or sell a house was a roll of the dice you'd read the you know you'd read the the seat the bench there by the bus and you'd be like ah, that guy he's got bus he's got bus boards and bus seats he's got to be good if you want to buy or sell a house right now you need the person that is going to get the most money for your house and then be able to negotiate the lowest price for the house that you are uh, moving into or you want be able to even buy the house that you want it's realestateagentsitrust.com it is the i think the best agents uh, in the country the best agents in your area the people with the most experience the best track record the highest customer service they already know the advertising how to be able to get people to their website so there are people hungry for a house just like yours these are the top sellers in the field we check on them all the time to make sure they're staying that way. If you're in a buying or selling mood or both, check them out, please. It's a free service to you. Find the right real estate agent with realestateagentsitrust.com. I Real Okay, I wanna I wanna lay out a case here that um, America, there's two cases. America and the world is going to be in a very different place. Come. Uh, probably August, but definitely by November, okay? A very different place. And your friends are going to be freaking out, and they are going to listen to the people that have caused the, uh, the chaos and emergency. It is very important that you know and you're warning your friends and you are prepared for these things now. I think this summer... And I'm always wrong on timing, but I'm telling you, we are headed for a different America from the one you're living in right now. Let me lay out the case. The second case, by the way, is it's all planned. This This is coordinated. They know exactly what they're doing. Let's start with gas. The average price of regular gas hit another high Monday. Reaching four dollars and fifty-nine cents per gallon. That's the highest recorded price on record. That's the average national price. Mid grade is now hitting five dollars a gallon. It's at four ninety-seven a gallon, actually. To be technical, and premium is five dollars and twenty-five cents. Diesel is at five dollars and fifty-five cents. Now, my question is, how long can you pay $5 a gallon? I guarantee you that by the end of the summer, you are going to be paying 6 to $7 a gallon. By August, you will have paid or will be paying six or set national average. That's not California. The word guaranteed was used there, usually Apply some, usually
2: include some sort of retribution if you're wrong. What would you like to include in the guarantee? I'll fire you. Well, that doesn't. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. I, okay. Nothing okay.
0: Off, comes off the top of my head.
2: That's... But you're saying national average, 6 to $7. What's yeah. the
0: national average today again? You the said... national average today is four fifty nine. dollars We haven't hit summer yet. Summer is of... when it always goes up. 6 $6 a gallon. I'm, I mean, I can't imagine it not hitting six. I'm putting it in your prediction calendar. Okay. Um, by August, beginning of August or no, end of August? No, do end of August. End of do August. it by Labor, Labor Day. Okay. Diesel is going to hit 7 to $10 a gallon. Now, this isn't just by itself. Okay. By the way, over the last month, You've added $0.47 per gallon. That's a pretty fast climb, is it not? The U.S. retail price could surge by August, this according to J.P. Morgan's commodity research ad, to $6.20 on the national average. So if I say six to seven, you're in the range. I'm in the range. Mm -hmm. Okay. now what's causing this? Well, it's Putin. It's Putin. Mm. Joe Biden just said something very, very important out loud. Remember, you want to take every crisis, every serious crisis and... Make it into lemonade. You want to find a way to transform things, you can do it with a crisis. So here's crisis number one. Yesterday, in Japan, the president said that we're in an incredible transition. Here's the situation. It's like he doesn't know that our press and cameras are over there in Japan. Here's the situation. I'm quoting from him. When it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible trans, uh, transition that's taking place, that God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. Hmm. Now, what does that mean? This is why they are shutting down the... Oil refineries, they're shutting down the uh, search for oil, and they're doing it how? They're doing it through ESG, build back better. So, what does that mean? Well, we've got to build back better. So, as things become decrepit, things are falling apart. Well, we're going to build back better. We're going to build back with clean energy. This is a plan. No matter what the president says about Putin, I wouldn't put it past them again looking at Putin. Remember, we were egging Putin on, egging him on. I wouldn't put it past Putin uh, or the administration to say, you know, another benefit is they've got a lot of the oil and your, your gas prices, remember this quote from Barack Obama, will necessarily go up. This is something the Obama administration talked about that gas prices, if you had a carbon tax, everything would go up, which would mean you would want to get off of fossil fuels. This is a created emergency, and they know exactly what they're doing. Okay. Now let me give you the next one another crisis. Biden has just asked officials to begin preparing a plan to order the release of fuel from the Northeast Home Heating Oil Reserve. This is a government stockpile of ultra-low sulfur diesel that the last time we tapped into it was 2012 during Hurricane Sandy. They are now talking about tapping into this. Now, the entire stockpile for the, uh, for the East Coast is just slightly more than a million barrels of diesel. Slightly more than a million barrels of diesel. You know what that will do? That will cover 65%. If we use every drop of it, 65% of the East Coast's daily demand. It won't even cover a full day of diesel. It's strategic now, we've already taken our our um, strategic oil reserves, and we've already depleted them. They're at the lowest levels they have been. Did you feel that at the gas pump? Because I didn't. I didn't notice that when that happened. We're now at the lowest levels. Now, this is another crisis I want you to be aware of. First of all, if things get worse in Ukraine, or they don't get better in Ukraine— we have 13 days of, of diesel for the East Coast remaining. Now, I'm assuming we're continuing to make some to hold that off, but those days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. I don't know when we run out or we have to start rationing, but gang, we are 13 days away from no diesel fuel on the East Coast if anything happens now, what do you think that's going to do that will stop all of the trains? It will stop all of the trucks. It will stop all of the ships. It will stop just about anything our military could possibly do. OK, so we have that crisis. We have the crisis of there's no strategic oil reserve and we are are very little left and we are depleting it now let me give you the next one this according to the un's world food program official david beasley he said yesterday the planet is facing a was facing a global food crisis before russia invaded ukraine let me read that again. Quote The planet was facing a global food crisis before Russia invaded Ukraine, which is known as the breadbasket of Europe, as it feeds 400 million people. This is reported today by Bloomberg. Along with mass migration from the ongoing war, UN's World Food Program official, David Beasley, is concerned that Russia's invasion has compounded the crisis facing the human race. Failure, listen carefully, failure to open up the ports is a declaration of war on our global food security. There were 49 million people knocking on famine's door across 43 countries before Russia invaded Ukraine. They have to be extremely concerned about how destabilization and mass migration might affect the food supplies if we don't get ahead of this. We shouldn't kid ourselves that there are limits to Putin's brutality. The task here at Davos is for the world leaders to recognize that hunger is being used as a weapon. He called the impending global food shortage a catastrophe. Okay, so you knew in advance there was already famine on the way for forty nine million Ukraine feeds 400 million people and the the ports are blocked and so what did we tell you yesterday that yesterday our state department verified our pentagon denied it but the state department said they're working on a plan the united states is working on a plan to sink the black sea fleet of russia well that's an act of war But is that something you do if they're blocking the ports because blocking the ports is an act of war? You have massive fuel shortages, massive, which will include summer blackouts. You then have massive food problems and shortages, which will cause massive migration problems. And don't forget, our border is wide open and we've told everybody in South America, we've got plenty. In fact, we have too much and all of that stuff we have, we stole from you and others. So come on and get it. I haven't even gotten to the good part yet. Oh, it war. Uh, but not just war. I mean, global war, not just war with Russia, global war, including China. I'll explain in 60 seconds. <laughs> American Financing, NMLS
3: 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: These days, you need to be doing more to protect your finances, your investments, your family. you got to do everything you can to help save as much money as you can so you can survive inflation and anything else that's coming your way. I'm telling you, the food prices are going to go through the roof because of the diesel prices um it's you've got to save everything you can please pay off the high interest debt shorten your loan terms you can easily access cash with your equity so many possibilities there's ways that could save you a ton of money as much as a thousand dollars a month please why not learn more start soon you can close in as little as 10 days it's american financing call them tell them your situation 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So yesterday, uh, President Biden uh, and then the And then the White House immediately walked it back. But China heard it. And then he said, I've already said I've already explained my position in my speech. Uh, So what we have here, gas and energy crisis, blackouts this summer, war possible because of the food shortages and the Black Sea being blocked by Russia. Taiwan, president said, if they invade Taiwan, we will defend them. You have food shortages. Massive food shortages, hopefully not the food shortages here in America, but you're going to have the migration problem here in America and you're going to have a problem getting the food. If we're paying eight dollars a gallon for diesel fuel, you'll have a hard time even affording the food. These things just there, they lead to a national emergency. You don't want a national emergency declared because we've seen what the government can do once it declares a national emergency. But I haven't talked to you yet about monkeypox. Monkeypox, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this week the Biden administration is changing our uh, our deal with the W.H.O., He's making it so the WHO can come in without our permission and declare emergencies, and that gives them global authority. He has submitted things to our agreement that are just removing lines of protection for national sovereignty, and that's what they're voting on, and it won't have to go through the Senate because of the way he's done it. So you have... That fun, fun little fact that we're dealing with monkeypox, which they're now coming out and saying the CDC warning to gay, bisexual men. It is it's spreading in your community. Be careful. Uh, then you have on top of that chaos on the streets. Not only because of what's coming uh, with the Supreme Court, if that indeed does happen. But you also will have uh, uprisings uh, on the streets for all kinds of political things, I'm sure, leading up to the election. Oh, and uh, one other thing. Crime completely out of control on our cities. What do you think we look like by November? You never, ever. Oh, but did I add next week? Uh, yes, it's, yes, it's a week from tomorrow night. We're doing a special on the emergency orders and the new FEMA directives. Did you know this? FEMA's changed some of its directives. Wait until you hear about that. We are in a very, very different world by the end of the summer. I pray that I am wrong about the timing. But if it doesn't happen this summer, it's going to happen because all of these things, the gas, it's not Putin's fault. This is this is something this is a crisis they have been wanting to have. They want you to pay ten dollars a gallon for gasoline. They want the fleet to age out. Did you see Americans are driving older cars than ever before? Our fleet is older than ever before in American history. Hmm, what does that mean? Well, if you can't afford to buy a car in the next few years, once you can afford to buy a new car, you're going to buy an electric one. So that problem solves itself with gas. Because you'll only have a choice of electric soon. The war We have been egging them on, and now we are beating the war drums like nobody's business. Food, we knew that was a problem. That's going to lead us to war, possibly. Migration, what are we doing at the border? All of these things are intentional. All of these things are, did you vote for this? Did you vote for a dramatic transition, something that America is gonna be so much better off for? In the long run, did you vote for this gas price? Because it's intentional. The Glenn Beck Program. Tim Paxton's coming up in just a second. pillow. I have to talk to you about um, pillow products. I've talked to you about things that make me sleep so much better. Let me talk to you about the slippers that they have done. If you haven't seen them before, let me tell you a bit about them. Mike Lindell took two years to develop this. They're, they're uh, made with three-tier cushioning system, two layers of MyPillow foam, and a layer of impact gel that ensure that you don't have fatigue. The slippers are actually made, made to be worn all day, both indoors and outdoors. Yes, yes, why not wear your pajama bottoms to work? Because now you wear slippers too, and my kids love it when I wear them outside. It's one of the added benefits that Mike never really talks about. For a limited time, you can save 90 bucks on a pair of these slippers. It's a blowout sale. It's not going to last. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code BECK, and get this great offer. Limited time only. They come with a one-year guarantee, uh, or sorry, one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go
2: to get your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. Today is primary in many states today. What are the big races, Stu? Uh, the marquee stuff you've got the
2: gubernatorial primary uh, for the Republicans in Georgia, which is one of the big ones, Purdue mm. and Kemp. Doing battle there, you've got a three-way race for the Alabama Senate primary, which is a pretty interesting one actually. Um, and that one is the one where, if you remember, Mo Brooks, who's been show yes, yes, before, yes, yes, he yes. was he was endorsed by Donald Trump in March, then collapsed. He, well, no, he was he was kind of people basically said he was unendorsed. Excuse me, unendorsed uh, by uh, Trump in March, and people thought it was over. He's since. Kind of had a, like, kind of an amazing comeback and is now right there in a three-way race uh, for, for that. They'll only, find, they'll only get that down to a runoff run today, though. The, the top two is what's important there in Alabama today. And then big one in Texas as well with Ken
0: Paxton. And Ken Paxton is joining us today. He's facing off with, oh, please, please, dear God, if there is any common sense left in the state of Texas, get out the bushes for the love of Pete. Ken Paxton, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey,
4: I'm doing really well. It's going to be a good day, Glenn. I think uh, your, your, uh, your prayer is going to be answered.
0: <laughs> I, I think so, too. But I, can, I mean, I saw who you're running against. and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Enough of the Bushes. George P. Bush, please. Um, can we talk a little bit about because I think you are going to, to win and nobody should take that for granted. Please go out and vote. Uh, if you're in any of the primary states, we need the best people in office. Um, immigration, I, just reading the headlines today, Roger Marshall says it's a war zone at the U.S.-Mexico border, worse than I saw at Poland-Ukraine border. We also have Abbott coming out and saying as many as 100,000 migrants waiting to cross into Texas. What can we do?
4: You know, it's it's a it's a challenging situation for the state of Texas because we have this ruling that sits out there from USDA that says we can't do anything. What I hope that we will do, as we fight the Biden administration in court, and we have we have a potential really good ruling coming down in June from the Supreme Court on the remaining Mexico asylum program. If we can win that in June, that will be a huge win, assuming the Biden administration actually follows the court order and federal law. We'll be we'll be back in court uh, looking to hold them in contempt if they don't. So, so. We, we if we get that win, it, it will be huge because it'll give us leverage to go go get them to do something about it. But I also I hope that my legislature, someone in the governor's office uses an executive order something that challenges that US V. Arizona case, because I think it was wrongly decided. It cannot be right that States don't have the authority to protect themselves with the federal government. Not only fails to do so, but invites the cartels to bring it. as many people across exactly right. the border as possible. That's that Exactly right. right. That is a wrong decision. No. So I want to go challenge that, and 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 I want the opportunity. I have to have. I have to have somebody basically pass a law in in my state, and and then have the Biden administration sue us, or at least if they don't sue us, we get to implement the law and protect ourselves.
0: Well, I got to believe that that is right. And and Ken, I was just talking about the crisis that is coming with food and with fuel and migration. If food gets bad down in South America, they're all coming here. And the uh, um, administration has made it very clear that we stole all of this stuff. So why not come and just take it and claim it? We could be seeing real, real problems. I know. What was it? Half a million people came across in the last 45 days. Is that possibly that right?
4: Is, I, that is very close to the right. I don't know what the exact number because they don't tell us the exact number. But when you see the reports just from April and March, 221,000 then 234,000 that they actually counted, those are record-setting numbers for the century, not just for the year, not for the last 10 years, not just for the, I mean, the century. <sighs>
0: um, so, um what are the big things that you're working on right now that you think are the most important? Besides the border, the most important things.
4: So, I mean, there are really two things that I, I consider the most important thing. We, we were we were in a battle over the uh, heartbeat bill, and then also the Dobbs case, which we're waiting for that to come down. We we actually drafted the amicus and that's the the case that we argue that Roe v. Wade should be overturned and 23 other states joined us as Mississippi tries to defend their 15-week ban. We argue that the whole thing should be struck down. So I think that's an important decision coming up and something we've been working on for years. And I think this is our opportunity and I really do believe the court's going to stick with the opinion that got leaked. And then second is our massive fight in Texas. We have four Google lawsuits. We have one Facebook lawsuit and we're involved in litigation with twelve So that's not the end of what we're going to do. That's just the beginning. And if we don't stop these big tech companies from controlling the marketplace of ideas and from crushing competition in America, we will not be free.
0: There is um, uh, Ron DeSantis said uh, yesterday, there's no way Florida will support the WHO global pandemic treaty which the Biden administration is trying to change and basically take out any roadblocks of, you know, national sovereignty. Um have you looked into this and and what would we be doing in that case?
4: So we're going to look at every little bit of that if they if they get that through and we we'll, we can't do anything until they do something, but if they actually do something that affects our state and and other states We'll we'll go fight we'll go fight them in court and try to stop them and we've had a really high success rate in court against the Biden administration we're we're at over ninety percent so I do think that they will probably violate but, that
0: they okay. probably That's violate right. what
4: federal law and so it's 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 going to be another lawsuit from the from the state of Texas. We have Which, by the way, Glenn, we're in thirty four lawsuits with the Biden administration just in yeah. a year and a half.
0: Um I loved George P. Bush's uh remark on that. Uh you know, we, we, we need uh, an attorney general that just doesn't sue all the time. Like what <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's what he's, you know what, I would tell him you're running for the wrong job now. Yeah. yeah. Something
0: else. Yeah, go back to it's the railroad we job we or whatever.
4: Fight we fight we don't have guns we have courts that's what we use we have lawyers and so if he doesn't want to fight with lawyers this is not the right job
0: uh ken best of luck to you uh today um i hope you don't need it but uh it is primary day and we'll be out voting thank you so much
4: well i hey i i, I appreciate it and please yeah again just encourage your people to get out and vote because if we don't vote then polls don't matter our works don't matter. We got people have to vote with their feet and get out and vote today.
0: Yeah. This is, uh, this is hard, especially when people are, you know, you're like, ah, they're going to win. That's when people lose because all of the supporters stay at home. Thank you so much, Ken. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. uh, Let me uh, stop. Tell you about rough greens here. If you feed your dog, uh, dry kibble food, I want you to take a moment. The next time you're anywhere near it, look at this stuff. I mean, Without me even telling you that it's sterilized and dead food, you can kind of tell that, right? I mean, you can put your dog food up on a shelf for two years and it's not going to mold it's not, because there's nothing alive in it. It's just going to get dusty. Isn't that a little concerning? Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food and it contains all the nutrients that your dog needs, which get cooked out of kibble food when it's being made. Probiotics, Antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. They're just some of the things that your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle. And they're all in rough greens, rough greens. They're so confident that your dog is going to love it, that they're going to give you the first bag free because we just want to make sure that your dog likes it as much as Uno does, you know, or President Miles at Stu's house. We just want to make sure that, you know, your dog will eat it before you have to buy your first bag. So they'll give you the first bag free. Try it out. All you pay for is shipping. The longer you feed them Rough Greens, the more differences you're going to see. I have I continue to see changes in Uno to this day, and I've been feeding them for over two years. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-GLEN33. 833 G-L-E-N-N 33 Call them today. Stand up!
5: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. So there's a few uh, states that are having primaries today. Um, is this the last round of big primaries? No, they, they keep going for a while. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a long road. Uh, every week we're going <laughs> to have
2: something going on for quite a while here okay. as we go through the summer. Uh, Georgia's kind of the marquee one, as we mentioned a little earlier. But there's no real surprise happening there, do you think? It doesn't seem so. So this race, of course, the governor, uh, the gubernatorial race is, is the big one that everyone's been talking about, which is uh, Purdue versus uh, versus Kemp. Now, Kemp was the governor during the 2020 election and stuck to his guns on this was not a fraudulent election. So it was a very early Trump target and not just the gubernatorial uh, race, but also the uh, Secretary of State, this is Raf- Raffensberger. Mm-hmm. you remember, he mm-hmm. was very outspoken about how the election mm-hmm. was secure. So Trump sort of recruited challengers for both of these races. Uh, in the gubernatorial race, which was the highest profile one, he was able to recruit uh, David Perdue, who lost the Senate race uh, back in 2020, a- as a sort of high profile um, uh, recruitment for him and, and his, his endorsements. And what's been interesting about that, there's been some reporting that they think Purdue kind of got into it because he thought he would just basically win because of Trump's endorsement and hasn't really campaigned all that hard. He's a very wealthy good. guy and it's kind of like, eh, you know, maybe I'll hang out in the hot tub. Uh, they, Trump uh, and and um, Purdue both deny that uh, that that's happening. Uh, but. The re- the reporting all is that Trump has uh, given up on this race and doesn't think he is uh, that the Kemp is going to be defeated. Uh, right, the last poll came out and it had it at sixty to twenty eight with Kemp over uh, over Purdue. The interesting part about that, probably for tonight, is that it's not just about winning for Kemp. He needs to get over fifty percent. So the poll has him at sixty. Is it possible he falls below fifty and needs to go into a runoff, which would extend this? It's possible, but I I would say unlikely at this point, more likely in the secretary of state race, which looks like it probably will go to a runoff, though it's not decided yet. And that's that's the Raffensperger uh, heist race there. Uh, Stacey Abrams is running unopposed. We think she can actually declare victory on this one and it'll actually be real Uh, (laughs) uh, since no one is running against her. Now, she did say that her state is the worst state. Uh, That was her.
0: That's her. That's her closing message here in the primary. Her state sucks. There were you know, there are certain things that a state, you know, that people should be able to vote for and, you know, will vote for from time to time. Like California that uh, has all kinds of I mean, is going to be so extreme. California and New York on abortion, Mm -hmm. um, like crazy, crazy, crazy extreme. Everything goes. And, um, you know, it, it will deserve what it gets. You know, uh, the same thing with Stacey Abrams. If if Georgia decides to go with, say, Stacey Abrams, good luck to you, Georgia. Yeah. Sincerely. Good luck. I, I would I would quibble a bit with
2: your analogy there. However, I, it's not that that the state of New York will get what it deserves. The, these poor children will not get what they deserve. And that's I think the you should not be able to vote in
0: the right to kill other people. No, I I agree with that. But, you know, the, the, there is a. That that is a truly unlike Stacey Abrams. That is a truly moral statement. Mm. And if you decide that you know we can kill babies at any time, at any time, even after birth, um, you I mean you'll, you'll get what you'll you, get, you deserve. Oh yeah. <laughs> you will get what you deserve. Yeah, uh, it's
2: interesting, and I want to take get your take on this. This is a, uh, a, a quote from I think it was the Washington Post who was doing reporting on this Georgia race, and they were trying to get to the bottom as to why. Trump's endorsements, which have been pretty successful around the country, generally speaking, why in this race, where he put probably the most attention, why didn't this swing the race in the gubernatorial race? Here's here's what they say. Many Republican voters interviewed at polling locations this month said that they believe fraud tainted the 2020 election and Mm -hmm. that they like Trump, yet they are exhausted by his singular obsession
0: with it and are ready to move on. Yep.
2: You think is that the American what? Yes. The Republican so voters so think?
0: here's what I uh, what I pulled up as we were talking about, as you were talking about this. There are uh, there's a new poll out of Democrats and Republicans. Uh, what is the most important thing? Number six is discussing discussing the 2020 election. Thirty two percent of Republicans think that's important. Sixty eight percent say, no, let's not talk about it. So I do think. Wow. 68. 68% hmm. of Republicans. Wow. That's high. That's higher than I would have expected so, it. number one, dealing with inflation. Republicans say 81% say dealing with inflation is number is the, the biggest thing. Number two, with 59% stopping illegal immigration. Number three, with 56, talking about traditional values. Uh, number four Four is investigating the events of January sixth at forty-seven percent. Uh, hmm. Number five, I think they mean differently, though. right? Oh, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, opposing abortion at forty percent, then discussing the twenty twenty election. I think if if Trump decides to run and if he is vulnerable to anyone in the that
2: primary. It's that it's probably like Ron DeSantis focusing on inflation and Donald Trump wanting to talk about the 2020 election more than the Republican electorate wants.
0: that's probably his only his only vulnerable point. I think so, too. You know, it's it's interesting. There was a straw poll done at the GOP convention in Wisconsin this last weekend. Mm -hmm. And Ron DeSantis won Uh, DeSantis received 38 percent of the vote. Trump received 32 percent. Nikki Haley was the next one. She is at 7%. Other candidates, uh, you know, were under 2.5. DeSantis full 16 point ahead in the polls against the best performing potential Democratic opponent, Charlie Crist. <laughs> Can you imagine him Charlotte as Chris? Charlie Crist. Still? Yeah. What year yeah. is this? I know. Charlie
2: Crist again? I, know. I, I It's incomprehensible
0: I know. they're trying this again. And I think what's happening Ugh. here. Is that people still like Donald Trump and they still uh, support Donald Trump, but they're afraid Donald Trump is going to make this about the 2020 instead of make this about inflation and the border and solutions and fixing it. Yeah. And I, I think that that is starting to take hold uh, in America. And I think that is what you saw from the Republicans Uh, in georgia they don't want to go through it anymore joe biden is gift wrapped
2: the next four years if republicans are smart about it and you know i can understand voters being concerned that the you know the wrong road will be taken republicans do find a way every time to, to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory
5: this is the glenn back program
0: Golly, what a day. What a day. We've got, we've got James Lindsay on. Now, normally James is here, and he's like, Marxism, it's everywhere. We're all going to die. Um, he's the only guy that can bum me out. You know what I mean? I usually can bum everybody else out, but when I need to be bummed out, I call James Lindsay because I respect him so much. He really knows. He's, he's, he's a mathematician, so he's done all the math and all the work. Um, But he is actually coming on today because he's found a little rainbow uh, of 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 happiness. And he found it in Vermont. Now. I don't even begin to understand that, but James Lindsay is here uh, to discuss the happy warrior and the rainbow that he did find uh, up in Vermont. That's coming up in just a second. Stand by.
6: 15 seconds
0: I know you're already in the fight for your life with your kids and the school and the gas prices and everything else, but are you in the fight for America? We all have to be there. We are all in it one way or another, even if we choose. I'm not gonna fight. I'm gonna sit this one out. You're you're you've you picked a side. So it's kind of a bummer when you look at things. And James Lindsay is. I mean, he is a mathematician by profession. One of the brightest men I know. And um, when he says something, you know, it's like, oh, crap, James Rith," Because you know he's done all the math on it. You know, he can show you the work. He's on because he said something bizarre the other day. Glenn, I'm really optimistic. You what? He's found optimism in Vermont. He'll explain in 60 seconds. Look, we have to teach our kids the things that are truly being lost. And one of those things is uh, risk. How are we going to be a capitalist society if everybody is so risk tolerant where nobody can ever get hurt, nobody could ever lose, that, that you can't start a business. You, would have, you wouldn't have the guts to start a business because businesses are scary to start. There's a ton of risk. Well, that's just one of the things that our kids need to know. And there is a great book that is out right now, I'm gonna give it to you for free. It's Tuttle Twins and their Spectacular Show Business. It's a business book for kids and it is really, really easy to read and it will open up your kids' minds, it really will every grandparent every parent should have this for their kids or grandkids you can get it for free just pay for the cost of shipping for the tuttle twins and their spectacular show business at tuttletwinsbeck.com that's tuttletwinsbeck.com james Lindsay, an optimist what happened to you man what happened
7: well i'm always a bit of an optimist but I've been getting around, you know, I go to, I've been to 40 states now, Glenn, talking about communism, trying to take over America. And, you know, you think you're going to go to one of these ruby red states like Oklahoma, or you're going to go these ruby red states like Idaho or Utah and come away supercharged with the energy and it's there. But man, I went to Vermont, cobalt blue Vermont. And what I saw was people, real people who are awake who are digging in, who realize they might lose their state or they already almost have, they might lose their country and that they are ready to fight. And they told me, you can't be negative. And I listened to them and I believed them.
0: Now, uh, tell me, like, what did you experience exactly? When you say ready to fight, what do you mean?
7: I mean, they're ready to show up, go knock doors, get people out. They said that Vermont has been one of the reddest states in the country up until about, 20, 30 years ago. And all those conservatives still live there. They all off in the woods. They all went to sleep and they let the college students who were allowed to vote kind of take over their political system and turned it into this super progressive nightmare. But now you can't ignore the nightmare. So they're ready to get out, knock doors, show up and vote and see if they can't turn Vermont back red.
0: So are you meeting people that were blue that are now turning red themselves?
7: Some, yeah. Actually, what I met primarily, I I met with a small group called Vermont Grassroots, and we did a number of events across the small state. And at some of these, you know, I met people who were, were, you know, old school conservatives. I met people who are Democrats in, in Vermont who said, you know, I don't know why I'm voting Democrat anymore. As a matter of fact, the Democrats don't represent me. They don't represent America. Something's got to change. And when you hear that in a state like Vermont, you think, wow, something's happening in this country. Something is really happening here. And then they said, listen, this is a movement. If we're going to turn Vermont over, if we're going to turn this country back over, we need a movement. And what what brings people to a movement is positivity. It's believing that it can be done. It's that hope that we can get through
0: this. Yes. Uh, And that is in short supply. So where did you how do you find the hope? Because honestly, James, when you were here last time, we had some conversations that were like, no way out, no way out. I mean, we were looking at how far ahead it is brilliant the way the left has played this on a global scale. Um, And you feel pretty boxed in. So how are you changing this in your day to day life?
7: Well, I mean, first of all, I'm just trying to keep my head up. I'm not denying the fact that this year I think is going to be a rough year, but I think it's also going to be their undoing. And knowing that we are on the, like we've got the, you know, the spirit of 76, they used to call it, or the cause of liberty is awake again. People are realizing that when Benjamin Franklin said it's a republic, if you can keep it, that that wasn't just idle talk. You actually do have to do something and people are doing something. Parents are organizing all across the country, state by state. Uh, also just left D.C., which is a wonderful city, as we all know, and <laughs> met with uh, parents from all over the country who came together there to meet, to share ideas, to get together, and they were just as positive and energized as anybody I've ever seen, and the message that they had was just like in Vermont, we're going to take this country back, we're going to push these people out. And I'll tell you, late last night, I couldn't sleep, and I was looking on the, the phone, and somebody sent me a video of Klaus Schwab talking over here at the World Economic Forum Davos right. meeting right now. Yeah. And he's spazzing out. You can tell the guy is stressed out. His whole program is coming apart. They say they're trying to regain trust. And then they even say we have to regain trust with each other, the elites, because nobody trusts them anymore. And this means that we are at a weird. I mean, they tried a revolution and we're at a true revolutionary moment where we can turn this country back around.
0: Yeah, they, they really planned on things being um, people being docile. Uh, I don't know if it was their arrogance that they thought everybody would just agree with them or go along or if they thought they were so far ahead that nothing could go wrong. But, you know, just on the Great Reset, it's not a conspiracy uh, anymore. There are the people who know about it, and that's now over 50 percent, are in the 60s to 70 percent lockstep against it. Uh, And that's on the uh, that's on the left, not just the right. Uh so it it is it is falling apart and that is really good news
7: yeah, I have to tell you, all through Vermont also, they pointed to me to one thing that's positive after another. They pointed me just to a, uh, a court of appeals case where a professor, uh, Nick Merriweather, ends up getting a ruling that he doesn't have to acknowledge somebody's gender, gender identity because he can't be compelled, his pronouns or whatever, because he can't be compelled to uphold an ideology. They point out a case where the Black Lives Matter and the gay and the trans flags are being flown and a Christian group says, well, we want to fly the Christian flag. They're told no, and the Supreme Court rules nine to zero. Even this court, nine to zero, rules. That's a violation of free speech. And then what happened was schools across Vermont that were flying those same flags took them down. So if schools in Vermont realize that they can't get away with it anymore, something's changing.
0: I was just talking to Ken Paxton, and the the uh, the cases that are still yet to come out from the Supreme Court are game-changing truly truly game-changing uh if they if they come out the way everybody kind of thinks they will uh it's not just um abortion it is there's a lot of things and the courts i don't know if you've noticed this james but the ninth circuit court of appeals has started to make sense you're like what and that's because they had judges changed on it things are truly changing structurally they just aren't showing up yet in mainstream culture
7: yeah i think that's right i mean what's happened is this left with their game plan whether it's like you said arrogance whether it's just that they think they're so much smarter than everybody they have massively overplayed their hand and they have freaked out not just conservatives but they freaked out a huge base of people who care about having freedom for themselves their children and their grandchildren going forward And this is, I'm telling you, this is an exciting moment. I don't think this is going to be a comfortable year, but that doesn't mean that this isn't going to be a very exciting change, a very, and Klaus Schwab said, this is a turning point in history. And I think it is. I think we've been under their thumb a lot longer than we realize, and it's all coming undone for them.
0: I I want to lay out a scenario uh, for you because, again, you're so logical and you're one of the smarter guys that I know. Um, I want to lay out a scenario and, and get your opinion on uh, uh, a thesis that really, I think, has become very, very clear, at least to me. And, and, and tell, you what, uh, tell me what you think. Uh, let me do that in 60 seconds. But uh, Stu is here to talk about GenuCell. Let me uh, give you uh, instead words from Cynthia,
2: who lives in Arlington, Virginia. She says, after I used GenuCell's products, my husband said, you look young. Whatever you're doing is working. He didn't know about the GenuCell. I like the texture, that it doesn't have too strong of a smell as well. The products are easy to use and fine for my sensitive skin. I've tried expensive products, but GenuCell is the best. Summer is right around the corner, and GenuCell is celebrating early with their summer clearance sale. Right now, you can save over 60% on GenuCell's most popular package at GenuCell.com. You can order today and get GenuCell's dark spot corrector to visibly reduce those pesky dark uh, sunspots for free. Millions of Americans are in love with GenuCell, including uh, family members of mine who who get it all the time and love it, uh, my wife included. Uh, GenuCell guarantees results or your money back. And you can sign up for GenuCell's best-in-class rewards program at checkout for an extra 10% off your order and a complimentary gift set. They're always hooking you up at GenuCell. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck for 60% off GenuCell.com slash Beck. If you enter Beck at checkout, you get an extra 20% off. And right now, every most popular package includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com com. Slash back ten seconds station ID.
0: so we're on uh, we're on with uh, James Lindsay, who has written a must read book. It is called Race Marxism. He's also the founder of New Discourses, uh, and you can find those at newdiscourses.com. He is feeling optimistic after traveling the uh, the country, James. I, you know, your your background is is math and science. You're very very logical. Um, I, and you you know who we are doing battle with, so some things are tying together that. Um, I think are either I mean, there's only three categories for each of these. That's either this is what they intended intended. This result is what they intended. So they either organized it or encouraged it. They knew at the time there was a chance it could go, you know, awry, which is what they wanted. So they encouraged it or or went through or they're surprised by it. And I don't think there's much surprise in any of this. First of all. Gas is uh, is going to be, according to J.P. Morgan, we are looking at six dollar and 20 cent gas per gallon by the end of summer and blackouts and we're running out of diesel fuel. And it looks like diesel could cost anywhere from, you know, six to ten dollars uh, by the end of the summer. Um, this is I mean, as Biden said yesterday. This is uh, uh, a, a great development. Uh, this is something that uh, um, let me let me give you the exact wording. He said um, when it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that's taking place that, God willing, when it's over, will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels. He, this is intended, Correct.
7: No, oh, I completely agree that this in, is intended, and I find my optimism in the fact that people are going to realize as our um, comm- commander in chief keep bumbling through statements like that. Yeah, we're going through a great transition, are we? You know, and, oh, we're going to become less less dependent on fossil fuels, are we? So you meant to do this? All this damage, all this stress, all this pain was intentional. And people are going to understand that, and they're going to understand it more and more clearly and more and more uh, viscerally, and they're going to say no more. I have always believed in the American people. I've always believed in American ingenuity, and I've always believed in the American American people's unwillingness to be messed around with. I used to say – in fact, as you know, I used to be on the other side of this argument five, six years ago. And when, when President Trump got elected the first, in, the, in 2016, one of the first things i said is he's going to betray – the country because i thought that that was true was false but he's going to betray the country and when he does people will turn on him and they will never come back mm-hmm. and i see that coming I, I think that's happening to the biden administration and to the entire kind of world economic forum great reset order i in agree in real
3: time
0: i agree next one is war we're now talking about the u.n said yesterday at the um, at the world economic forum that The blockade of the Black Sea ports by Russia is itself an act of war because of the massive food shortages that will begin in the next 10 weeks. That if they don't clear those ports, it is an act of war. The food, we knew that they fed 400 million people worldwide, We knew there was going to be a gas shortage. We knew there was going to be a food shortage. Is this laying a plank to just fully go into war?
7: It very well could be. Um, They are definitely rattling that saber over and over and over again. But it's a very interesting situation because, again, the trust is just falling out of the bottom. Every time I see them make these mistakes, as I see them, I actually get a little bit more encouraged. I have no illusions that the next one to two years, or I have no illusions that these are going to be easy or comfortable for most people. I have long-term optimism, and I have the belief that if we take this moment and come together in the name of the cause of liberty, that we have a real chance of seizing it back.
0: The next one is migration. They talked about food that Millions, maybe as much as fifty to a hundred million people will be starving um, in the next twelve months. Uh, and they said migration is going to be a real problem for stable countries. Africa is going to be set on fire. Um, we have an open border situation. Not a coincidence, is it?
7: I don't think it's a coincidence yeah. at all. Okay, and it's again, it's one of these things where. People are going to start putting the pieces together. Um, There's not an easy way out of this. I'm not, again, making that claim. I am saying, however, that they're not nearly as smooth as they thought they were. Things are, are now not going their way. There will be force that they're going to apply. There are going to be these changes. But it's going to be very obvious who was behind them and that they meant to do them. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a bumbling, doddering dotard in the White House that caused this. It was a strategy. It was a plan. And the people who were behind that strategy and that plan very well may be held to some serious account when the tides turn. And I think that the American people will make sure that the tides turn. If Vermont's willing to fight, I think we're all willing to fight. If they're ready to be positive, I think we all have to be positive.
0: What are the big changes you're seeing as you're traveling or the surprises that you're seeing as you're traveling around the country?
7: Well, I mean, obviously, I was shocked to hear how positive and fired up Vermonters are. I literally, on um, shameful to myself, the last email I sent to my my assistant as I was flying out was Vermont's a lost cause. And then I get there and all I see is, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of numbers yet, but the energy is there. The people are fed up. And so big changes like that. But I'm seeing this parent's energy state after state. It doesn't matter which state it is. It doesn't matter if it's red. It doesn't matter if it's blue. It doesn't matter if it's purple. I'm seeing parents up off the couch. And for every parent up off the couch, there's two grandparents up off the couch and they are ready to change this. They see that we are at, A point in this country where if we don't all get up and do something and we can all do something, then we're going to watch our children be the first generation in this country's history to lose their freedom in a real and measurable way. And they're ready to take back the country for to protect their kids and their kids
0: futures. It really is. um, It really is a case if we just all stood up and just say, no, no, not doing it, not doing it. Um, it, it changes everything quickly. It sh- we have seen recently, um, even with Disney, we have seen how they are backing up. You're seeing, you know, with BlackRock, spooked. BlackRock came out and said, we might be transitioning out of oil uh, too fast. And uh, so we're going to we're going to that. That's all from public opinion. That's all from public opinion.
7: That's right. We're seeing big pushbacks against ESG. We're seeing doubt in the ESG measurements. We're seeing them try to reformulate them and to put spackle over the hole in the wall that people have have noticed is there. Um, Just yesterday, there was a big blow up about the, the insurance company State Farm where they were promoting or had some money going into some kind of a you know, young children's book about transition and trans issues for little kids blew up on social media. I think people started saying like a good groomer, state farmers, is there, playing off with their jingle. <laughs> and with, before the end of the day, they flipped it around. They're like, we're not right. supporting that. We're not giving money to that within a day. And you're seeing company after company start to back off and get, get cagey about these things, realizing, especially after the blow struck to Disney, that um, this isn't going to be something that people are going to put up with and keep putting up with indefinitely like they probably thought that people would.
0: One last thing about uh, Bernie Sanders. We have about 40 seconds um, of Vermont. Bernie Sanders, is there, is there any kind of recognition from people that you talk to that, well, that might have been a mistake?
7: I have never heard a group of people more mad at a single individual than Vermonters are mad at Bernie Sanders. They blame him for virtually everything. Almost every Vermonter I talk to, whether Democrat or Republican, is mad at Bernie Sanders.
0: Wow, wow, quite a quite a change. Thank you so much, James, I appreciate it. James Lindsay, don't give up, get out, find local uh, clubs and organizations, that are fighting against all of this stuff and join them and also make sure you go to newdiscourses.com the glenn back program okay food shortages are coming uh if you missed um, our one of the podcast you'd need to hear it today um this could be a very uh, difficult summer. We're going to make it through, but we all have to keep our head and we all have to be prepared for it. Now, food shortages—they're around the corner. They're already here in some parts of the world. Go to preparewithglenn.com and check out what my Patriot Supply has to offer. I made a special deal to get a hundred and fifty dollars off the three-month emergency food kit for this audience. It's long-term storage food. Package 25 years. Uh, it'll be there when you need it. Having emergency food set aside is like bar- buying an umbrella on a sunny day. Nobody in America, you know, Chinese buy umbrellas on rainy days or on sunny days. We wait for the rain and then they're out. But don't wait until you're going to need it because they'll be out. PrepareWiglen.com. Go there now. PrepareWiglen.com.
2: So much of this is covered in The Great Reset, the new book by Glenn Beck. Pick up your copy today at glensnewbook.com.
0: So, Stu, uh, are you, uh, you know, you're... You ready for day number three of uh, the World Economic Forum? Or? I sure am. I mean, how much fun
2: is this? It is my favorite global economic Shut forum. Shut up. Yeah, Shut no- up. number really?
0: one on my list. Huh. Mm-hmm. huh. Now, uh, we have a clip from World Economic Forum. Here they're just talking about some new technology that's coming. So It's going to be very exciting.
4: Fast forward five years. Do we have a central bank digital coin out there in the world that is being utilized on a daily basis whether it's wholesale or retail and it becomes a superior system francois yes on no? uh,
8: we have several experiments which are not very far from that no? they're not yet generalized but they could be let's say, the next three years, probably, it will go quicker on the wholesale side, I guess, because it raises less sensitive questions.
6: Yes. Mm. Axel?
8: No, I'm quite glad to hear what you're saying, uh, François, on on the wholesale uh, digital currency currency, not mm. coin. Uh, I am also a believer that will come in five years. yes what I try to say is obviously you know we still have those huge legacy environment they need to migrate as well so we will not yet see all the benefits coming through but it will come and will be much more efficient uh, also probably much more secure uh, lowering transaction costs on the retail side I'm much more skeptical uh, certainly call it for the you know established economies. Oh,
0: that's great. That's great. So we got that coming. But they also have something else in store they're very
9: excited about. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. (gasps) What does that Mm. mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? Mm. So individual carbon footprint tracker. Wow! Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on.
0: Oh, man. Isn't that exciting? We're going to be able to be tracked, you know, just for our own convenience. And we'll know exactly what our carbon footprint is. And this, this he's the, the uh, head of uh, Alibaba, which is clearly, clearly so much into global warming. Oh, yeah. They, they're yeah. leaders. I mean, do they ship... An almost unlimited stream of junk products all around the globe? Sure they do. Sure. sure. But but that's, do. that's how you fix global warming, right. I'm pretty <laughs> exactly sure. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not their fault. You haven't tracked yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, they'll just ship to anybody, assuming you're a responsible human being. Mm. So, uh, you know, what's really exciting is um, the people all around Klaus Schwab. Here's what Klaus Schwab said yesterday um, at the uh, World Economic Forum about the opportunities that
8: they have. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. Mm. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders mm. of larger communities yes. yes that we serve not our only self-interests mm. but we serve the community oh that's what we call stakeholder responsibility and second that we collaborate
0: that we collaborate and and you know collaborators have always been popular you know in france collaborators were popular you know when when somebody else had this same idea it was i don't know it was what what might be some differences of collaborators mm. oh i think history will remember them oh uh, exactly the same way but uh, maybe that's just me so you also have um you also have some some very important people um like yuval no- uh, noah harari uh the guy who wrote uh, a brief history of humankind he's fantastic and he is a he is Uh, Right there at the World Economic Forum, helping shape the future that none of us know about, uh, but it will be shaped by all the people in the in the room, which I think is very, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, Now, uh, Schwab is a guy who says the fourth industrial revolution is here uh, and it's going to lead to the fusion of our physical, biological and digital identities. And I have, I've thought to myself ever since I was a little kid, I can't wait to merge with a machine, you know, mm. when you're a little kid, it kind of sounds cool when you're an adult, maybe, well, maybe you just like to remain human. Yuval and Klaus love it, mm. L- love it, love it. Now, um, what uh, Harari is uh, talking about is humans 2.0, which I think is, is good. Um, He says um, we'll have a new global surveillance system uh, established in response to viral pandemics, which they're also taking care of this week, which is good. Um, And it may at first be seen as temporary, but it's going to be, I'm quoting, prolonged indefinitely. So there's I mean, what's the problem with that? Um, You know, transhumanism and global tracking systems. You know, I don't. So he has also uh, talked about the uh, creation of a digital globe ID system, uh, basically a vaccine passport, uh, the creation of uh, digital global money, which both of those are in discussion and uh, beyond the planning stages now this week in Davos. Um, and he says, once these two play things are in place, digital money and digital ID for all persons, global, uh, you know, globalists can proceed with the creation of the the system on which nothing will happen outside of the global system's knowledge or control. Uh, and you'll be able to be monitored for your own safety at all times. You know, if you buy too much storable food, too much gasoline, diesel. Too much ammunition, too much alcohol, too much gold, silver. You know, they're just going to ask you about it. You know, they'll probably invite you down and they'll say, hey, what's up? What's up with buying all this stuff? And uh, you'll say, none of your business. And they'll say, come on, let's be a community here. And you go, okay, I think some of the things you're doing is evil. And uh, Mm. I'd like to prepare my family in a different way. Your, Your score has gone down, sir. And uh, the you, good news is, you can't take a
2: train anymore.
0: <laughs> as we know, Bank of America just released, uh, you know their uh, their little app, so you have your personal ESG score. Now, they told us a year ago they're, they're not they're not going to do that for people. This is just for companies. They're mm-hmm. not going to do it for people. Now that they've done it for people. They are certainly telling everybody that will listen to them. They are not going to give that information to some global body or the United States government and then tie your, you know, credit worthiness to that or your credit card. No, they're not going to do that. No, they're not going to do that at all.
2: Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. It shows that we still have work to do on this stuff, though. The fact that Bank of America would still find it appropriate to put that in an advertisement
0: shows yeah, yeah.
2: that we've got work to do. on right, this. right. Because you expect them to continue to do it? sure but just hide it sure <laughs> they shouldn't be telling right. us about
0: this anymore right mm-hmm. so one of the other guys that uh is good friends with klaus schwab and is really good friends with all of the past and current presidents of france is a guy named jacques Attali. um he is uh he's wonderful he is you know he studied at uh you know, the Ivy League of French universities. He's a Ph.D. He's a professor of economics. Uh, He's written like 50 books. And for 45 years, he's been the advisor to all of the presidents. Uh, And it's really exciting. He's currently not only advisor to the president of France, but also the founder, chairman and president of Positive Planet, Uh, which is an organization that is contributing to the United Nations 2030 globalist agenda, which nobody really has a problem with. Um, In his book, The 21st Century Dictionary, published in 1998, Jacques Attali uh, describes a future pandemic to establish a world police force that would eventually become a planetary power. He highlights specific terms, including the word epidemic. In addition, he says, we will take planetary measures of containment, which will briefly question no- nomadism and democracy. Huh? Huh? That's weird. He says um, the panic, the sheep like process by which. Uh, uh, one imitates the other for fear of being marginalized and left behind is not a malfunction of Western surve- uh, surveillance but it's it's its very essence. Uh, he says, you know, we're going to want to protect ourselves from disease and uh, this this prevention will invade our entire existence. So this is um, hang on. We have a uh, we have a phone call. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hi, uh, Mr. Beck. Yeah, I was in the middle of something, and I just—I was
3: listening to your program. Yes. And first of all, I wanted to thank the gentleman who said the World Economic Forum is his favorite global economic forum. Right. We agree. Right. Okay. It's it's, it's, it's a it's the best. In, yeah. the, in the globe. Well, it's the only real global economic forum. Economic. That's word number one. Right. Okay. But you mentioned some of the technological advancements we are uh-huh. trying to uh-huh. uh, to help. The world with right now, and you, you, you did get some of the story correct, but it was not the, the full story. And I wanted to fill in your listeners with, with
0: some more detail. Some more detail on yes. some of the uh, technology that is coming.
3: As you know, we're trying to help. You, oh, sure. The yeah. globe is warming um, yeah. overpopulation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so we are, for example, developing books. Books. Okay. They're, that's not a new thing. No, but these books are special. These books, okay. when you read them, they automatically sterilize the reader, and we uh, think that's the type of advancement. Really, we're trying to help.
0: Yeah, here. Okay, so books that sterilize the reader—would yes. the reader know that? Would it be, you know, hey, this book will sterilize you if you read it, or
3: it's if they read the whole book, they might see it in there. Right, but they'll be sterilized already
0: at right. that point. Okay, so that is that is a All downside, right. but we're working. Right, you're working on maybe a label idea, or we also have um, new. Democracy
3: building voting machines.
0: Democracy building yes. voting machines. Yes, these yes.
3: these voting machines will assist voters uh-huh. in selecting the proper candidates. Re- really? So let's say, for example, you 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 select the the wrong candidate, we'll make it the right candidate.
0: Wow! You will
3: assisting. Yeah, assisting the people. We also have a new variation of hard seltzer. We're working on. What? Yes.
0: Really? Yes. You have the the voting machines that change your vote. You have the books that sterilize, and you're working on a hard seltzer. Yes, white claw, black cherry, monkeypox.
3: We think people are going to love it. What is the name? What's the name of that again? White claw, black cherry, monkeypox. Okay. And uh, this one now, some people, and I've heard you make these sort of references where you you make a sound. Evil devious, devious yes. in some way. Well evil is probably And we have had some ideas on that. I I'm going to be honest with you, some of the ideas have crossed that line. Okay. We, not not the ones I've mentioned so far. Right.
0: The monkeypox drink it, is not it's black cherry
3: monkeypox. Okay. It's delicious. Well, all right. yeah. You will get monkeypox, but right. it is a delicious <laughs> it's the most delicious way to get monkeypox. <laughs> okay. But all right. we, we came up with this idea and I don't you're not fully supportive I don't, support think. I don't yeah. think we should. Yeah. We were thinking of trying to develop a social media app a social that, media. Shorts, that shows like short videos of people dancing and lip syncing, but will have it completely controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> and we're like, no one's going to go nah. for <laughs> that. <this. laughs>
0: Our uh, sponsor this half hour is American Financing. If you're uh, carrying a balance on your credit card, you're trying to get out of debt. Now would be the time to consider a cash out refi of your mortgage. The Fed is about to raise rates again and again and again. uh, And it's going to cost you more than you're used to. Please, today, take 10 minutes. Just take 10 minutes out of your day and call American Financing. Get a free mortgage review. Here's what's going to happen. As they raise rates, your credit card rates are going to go through the roof. As they raise uh, rates, God forbid you have an adjustable mortgage, your mortgage is going to go through the roof. But also, you lose the money because your house is going to decrease in value as people aren't buying houses. That's the way the free market works, with an exception of the Fed is screwing with it. Um, your, Your value of your house is going to go down. Don't lose the money that's on the table now if you can use that money to pay down a high interest credit card debt. It's much better to have credit card debt at 5% so you could pay it off than a compounding 19 or 20%. And that's already here. Please call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
5: Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at Glenbeck.com.
0: I'll play a couple of pieces of uh, audio. First of all, cut one from NBC. Listen to this.
1: Tonight, with the midterm election season heating up, tensions are mounting inside the Democratic Party and White House with a growing cascade of crises, including the president's handling of border policy, soaring inflation, and fears of a recession.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Left out the, the, the war and the, and the food shortages. Anyway, um... Here is uh, the economic advisor, Brian Deese, for the president on uh, the, you know, the reasons why you're paying so much at the gas pump. The release
2: of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and galvanizing others to release, I think certainly has had an impact on blunting uh, the price run-up in oil. Uh, We do have real tightness in refinery capacity. Part of that is here in the United States, the private sector uh, shuttered and and took down a lot of refinery capacity last year. And so uh, we're we're needing them to build that back up. Uh, But the thing that we can do right now is focus on both how can we increase supply? It's important to continue to focus on how to increase supply uh-huh. of oil uh, but yeah. also particularly in this refined product environment
0: yeah so uh Stu, how do, i mean how do they get those oil companies just to open up those refineries this is
5: the glenn back program
0: we have uh, uh jack basobic on with us here in just a second he was detained by uh, some sort of police uh world economic F- uh, forum police who knew they had their own Uh, Police force with the badges and the uniforms and and uh, and everything else and can carry uh, military weapons. I mean, they were carrying machine guns and uh, uh, frisked him, made him empty his pockets out. I think it's because a camera was there um, and showed up that. I think he was released. I, I don't know, but we'll find out from him. What's going on? He's over in Davos uh, and uh, he had just reported on what was happening. Police show up. They ask him for his ID. He shows them. They go away. Pretty soon, the World Economic Forum police show up and it gets a little scary. Uh, Jack is going to join us here in just a second, so stand by. The World Economic Forum is holding their global summit. The WHO is there. All of the collection of, you know, would-be James Bond villains uh, are running. Are running all the sessions. It's fantastic. Uh, and as our, our freedom slips away in the cover of some ski resort, um, there was an arrest. Not an arrest. I'm sorry. There there was a questioning, questioning that happened yesterday. Uh, Jack Posobiec is uh, the uh, host of Human Events Daily on TPUSA Live. He's the senior editor of Human Events, which is political news and uh, analysis. It's been in business since 1944. He's a veteran intelligence officer of the United States Navy. He was at Guantanamo Bay. Uh, He was an analyst in the interrogation cell. He joined the Office of Naval Intelligence as an officer at the uh, Kennedy Irregular Warfare Center, which provided intelligence to Navy Special Warfare and Navy Expeditionary Combat Command. The guy's not a nobody. And uh, yesterday, the World Economic Police, not making that up, in uniforms and machine guns, surround him. He's here to tell us what happened in 60 seconds look just because the biden administration has uh, paused their creation uh, of the uh, disinformation board they haven't paused anything it's going to show up in the irs or the post office or something across the country free speech religious liberty and constitutional rights under constant attack which is why I am a proud uh, supporter and a proud customer of Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. You get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you and destroy everything that we love. Right now, you'll get amazing personal service. They have a US-based customer support team that's really, really great. Um, they also have lower prices, you know, packages that will fit really any budgets. If you're a veteran or a first responder, you get an extra discount. I mean, there's just no reason uh, not to switch right now. Switch and do business with a company that that doesn't hate you and all you stand for. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to save. You'll get free activation with the offer code BECK at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash BECK. Jack, welcome to the program. Glenn, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Are you, you're over in Switzerland still?
9: Yeah, we're over in Switzerland still. We're just outside the World Economic Forum. Uh boy, I've got to tell you, the, the the amount of negative energy that takes place in, in inside that forum, Glenn, you wouldn't believe the way they talk about people, the way they talk about how their world is going to be when they build things. Uh, even before right, any of this detention situation took place, I knew I did not want to be there. Just on a spiritual level, it did not feel like a good place. Oh. And then we realized later on when I got my arms up against the building and they're frisking me and you know, realized, well, boy, I certainly, uh, certainly had the right vibe about that.
0: Okay, so tell me what you were doing that caused this, that
9: you can think, because they have not told you yet, have they? We've not gotten any any official response whatsoever. In fact, um, when my friend Savannah Hernandez, uh, also from Blaze, had come over, so she had come by and was confronting them during the detention, they told her we have to have a reason to conduct what they called a control operation, but do not have to tell you what that reason is.
0: Okay, now this is not the the Swiss police. The Davos police. This is the World Economic Police, which I didn't know the forum had
9: police. Did you? So we're we're digging into this, and I did not realize this because going in there, uh, security wise, you've got so many world leaders from all around the world that you've got military forces, you've got secret service type forces uh, for the various world leaders. Coming in from Africa, from Asia, from Japan, uh, from across the Middle East, etc., and obviously across Europe. So you've got you know various units and various patches and uniforms that you're seeing just walking up and down the street in Davos. This was the first time that I had seen a patch, and having been in the military, you kind of it's kind of secondhand to read uniforms, read patches. This was the first time I had ever seen a World Economic Forum police patch. On someone's uniform. Now, what was interesting is that it was directly under a patch that appeared to be a Swiss, a local Swiss police unit. However, I've heard of uh, local police obviously providing security to private events, but I've never heard of a Re-badged. some sort of deputization being yeah. done for one of these events.
0: So, Jack, have you seen? I mean, I'm looking at the patch now, and I cannot make out what the logo is. It looks like two rats or something. What
9: is, that would be too obvious. It's actually two I think it's actually two rams, um, so going or you know two mountain goats, essentially, okay, going for right. some kind of Swiss uh angle there, the fact that it's held quite high up in the Alps here. Okay. all right, so when they
0: when you're you're just walking on the street, you had attended the forum and you were you were okay to go into the the uh the different uh whatever it is uh, star chambers.
9: <laughs> We've been in a, in a few of the chambers. So they had, um, you know, they have very, they have a metaverse. They call it different houses So rather than kiosks. They set up storefronts and they call them houses. So okay. there's a, a Ukraine house, a Russia war crimes house, uh, both funded by Victor Pinchuk Foundation, by the way, one of the top level donors to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, they also had a met, so the metaverse house. We've been coming through. Um, reporting on this, and then we were doing a stand-up, just a typical reporter stand-up on the side of the road outside uh, where we thought was a nice shot because you could see the entrance, you could see the flags, you could see people coming and going. Been doing a couple shots there um, just for live hits as well as as recording my own podcast there. One officer came by, plain clothes at one point, said, hey, just wanted to ask who you guys are, see your press credentials, handed them over. Sure, no big deal. Here you go. All right, you guys are good to go. So We'd been filming for about an hour the crew had just taken a break to get some food recharge the equipment and we were planning to make a move to our next shot uh to meet up at a different spot that was a little bit higher up and that's when two paddy wagons full of what we now know were our world economic forum police showed up like a quick response force they came out guns drawn mp5s that's your nine millimeter semi-automatic Um, And told us, you need to leave. You cannot leave. You need to stay here. And we need to check your papers again. And you need to tell us who you are, why you're here.
0: Uh, So you turn your I'm assuming you just turn your you said that they were I think you used the word flagging you the whole time. That just means pointing a gun at you the whole time.
9: Well, flagging is a little different than directly aiming a gun at you. It's inadvertent aiming of a barrel in your direction where if a negligent discharge came off, uh, it would strike you. So there was one officer who, in particular, was flagging me for several minutes before I said something to him.
0: Okay. Um, And so you turn over the paperwork, and then what happens?
9: Right. So we turn it all over, and we say, here, you know, we turned it over before. We'll turn, you know, papers, please. So we'll turn it over again. Uh, at that point, they say, we need to frisk you. They took us one by one, uh, sort of behind the building, behind a stack of, you know, tables that had been set up there, uh, frisked us, you know, spread them, frisked, hand in the front, hand in the back. We we're going to go through everything that you have. Open your bags. They asked us to go to the van. They wanted to check out the van that we had brought. You know, we rented a van and drove in uh, with the whole crew and all the equipment. And all the while, we're asking them, why are you targeting us? We gave you our our passes. We showed you who we were. We're going. So we're traveling under Turning Point USA. Um, they've got a whole Great Reset thing going Go to TBSA.com. You've got a book up there right now, the conservative response to the Great Reset, you know, totally above board, nonprofit. Everyone's heard of it. You can go to the website very quickly and see it. And so I can only surmise, Glenn, that in the time where we handed our papers in the first time to the ha- time we handed our papers in the second time, it didn't become about what we were doing. It was about who we were and why we were there. Mm-hmm.
0: So then how did this um, how did this a- end up? You you uh, I understand that they at one point said that, you know, they wanted some of you to travel back to their van, <laughs> which would sound like something
9: that would happen in a movie. Uh, and then you, right, you, you know, disappeared. And, uh, <laughs> you know and 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 you, you mentioned i appreciate your your intro the um you mentioned that i had served at Guantanamo bay and I said look you know i, I i've done a better job of this than you guys are doing right right now when i was on the <laughs> other side of the table in uh in this type of this line of work you know you're not supposed to be so obvious about it right right and i said no we' we you know if you want to they said we just want to review the footage we just want to look over some of the things that you've been saying and some of the things that you've been why filming.
0: why so do they have to take do they have any authority to do that?
9: Uh, When they're sitting there and they've got guns that are pointing up essentially, you know, coming in your direction, you know, we didn't know exactly where we were going with this, but what I said at that point was, and there was this young detective who had come over a woman and said, we're going to just take them just to view, just to view the footage. So we can do the footage right here. We can, we can take a look and I can, I can show you one or two clips Mm -hmm. because you know, number one, uh, worst case scenario is the guy that goes to the van ain't coming back. Number 2, they take the card, they delete things, they say you can't have this back, we're confiscating it etc, right? And correct. I didn't want to get into that type of situation because look, you know, you you've done field reports, you know, I don't want to lose all that footage. I've been working Right. Today. Right. So,
0: um, it uh, they just went away. Uh, it released
9: you. Is that because? Well, no, 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 no. Um, at that point, that's when Savannah Hernandez showed up. Right. She shows up, and it's her showing up along with my wife, Tanya, my brother, um, and she is getting right in the face of these officers. Why are you detaining him? Why? What is going on right now? That's when she's told by the detective, we, we have a reason, but we don't need to tell you the reason for this control operation. And she starts demanding it. She's going live. She's filming in HD. And at that point, when they realized that this thing was getting bigger than they uh you know that they had bargained for that's when they packed up the quick response force went back into the two vans and they disappeared within to the gate within the confines of the World Economic Forum that
0: is so bizarre so bizarre well i guess it it did confirm uh, a, a lot of things that you were feeling on the inside uh, of that tell me what Besides this, what is the most disturbing thing that you are hearing or seeing?
9: Well, what's really interesting, number one, is, of course, uh, you're hearing this ubiquitous talk of the global shapers, right, the global shapers of, the gover- of global governance, right? This is what Klaus Schwab talks about. And this is the idea that because of the COVID-19 uh, shutdowns and world economic resets, that we're now going to have a new form. Of go- global governance, apparently, that's going to come in the form of global financial control as well as global medical control. You know, the World Economic, or excuse me, the World Health Assembly is also going on right now concurrently in Geneva, which is a few hours down the road. I think we're actually going to probably go there tomorrow to find out about that. So this is the two pronged approach of the Great Reset. It's economic and financial, but then also medical. And we've got Bill Gates. By the way, Glenn, Bill Gates will be taking that stage in about. 30 minutes from now, Mm. giving a talk about what he calls the next pandemic.
0: That is, I mean, it is truly, people say, these people have no power. These are the richest, most powerful people on the planet. And they're the world leaders on top of it. And I I don't know about you, but I mean, you obviously, you know, were frisk when you tried to attend. I don't know anybody who's ever been invited to this. That's a regular schlub that's out there voting for people. This is really
9: disturbing. Well, and, that, and that's exactly right because they're making the decisions for everyone else. They're inside the confines of their chambers. They're you, they're living high off the hog, off of this printed money, off of the um, the leverage spending that's going in and the leverage borrowing from the Fed to BlackRock and Blackstone and Larry Fink and these ESG you know monopoly schemes. That's how they make their money. There's did, nobody from the real world that's actually attending this thing except potentially you know, the staff.
0: Do did you, did you have any uh, feeling at all that they are um, nervous that the world is catching on, that, that they have anything to worry about?
9: Well, that was actually quite strange. Um, no, I don't think so at all. I think they are completely in, in there, up to their necks, blinders completely on. They view the And Clash said this in an interview recently. He said, I understand there is a fringe movement that is seeking to usurp the brand for its own purposes, but it shall remain on the fringe. Wow, that's what that's what he that's what the one percent refers to the, to the rest of us. By the way, they refer to us as the French.
0: Yeah, they're 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 the minority of one percent that are there making these decisions without us doing things that we didn't vote for. We just didn't vote for, but it doesn't matter anymore in stakeholder uh, capitalism and uh, global stakeholders. Um, uh, Jack, thank you so much for um, everything you're doing out there, and uh, please stay in touch, stay safe, and. Uh, And uh, touch uh, back with us, if you will.
9: I'd love to. Thanks so much, Glenn. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. All
0: right. uh, You have children. You're probably uh, painfully aware that summer break is right around the corner, and now your kids are getting some time off from learning. But really, really, are they taking time off from learning or just uh, taking time off learning about how many different genders there are? Summer could be an actual learning opportunity for them. If you give them the right stuff to read during the break, your kids are not being taught about the right skills, the right mindset or the right work ethic to succeed in a rapidly changing world. So how do you prepare them? The answer might be simpler than you think. Give them opportunities to solve problems, to succeed and fail in the real world. Encourage them to start their own business. I mean, now it is so easy to start your own business, it was it was never like this. There's a book from the Tuttle Twins that can help you do that. I've asked them to make it free for you because time is critically short, and we have to really embed these things and these ideas into our kids and grandkids. Um, the uh, book that is available is the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. You'll get it for free. You just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there. Just the cost of shipping for the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, that's a little disturbing. You know, on multiple levels, I guess.
2: The whole thing is pretty disturbing. It's yeah. interesting that they are still... It's it's amazing that this, with all the negative attentions it's received over the years, long before, I mean, the more recent developments. It's always been a, an event that's been criticized by, I think, people who look at this as a collection of
0: really rich and powerful people who get together and try to plan the world. Yeah. But we've always thought that it was, I mean, at least I did. I always thought that it was really rich people going and skiing and stuff. And George Soros was there with a few that are planning the world. I think this is like the kit and the caboodle. Uh, I don't know what either of those are, but (laughs) as the whole kit and caboodle up there, uh, planning a future that we're not involved in
2: yeah well i think we are very much involved in it we're just on the wrong side
0: of it
1: yes
2: (laughs) yes
0: we're not involved in the planning the ship has sailed does this ever ring a bell with Mm. what soros's people said when they came to us you know i don't even know how many years ago the ship tell your boss me that the ship has sailed and you're either on it or you're not and uh we said we'd rather be left at the dock thank you but uh thanks for the invite Mm. for your cruise to hell it was i mean he was a charmer i will say
2: oh Uh, it was almost won over almost wanted to get on that ship but the implication kept me off and i
0: think that i you know i really i mean could you play the klaus schwab clip again i mean he's got a way about him that is just so charming
8: the future is not just happening Right. The future is built by us. We shakes mm, his fist like a powerful the, uh, community like as you here in this room. Yes. We have the means to improve the states of the world. Oh, my God. But two conditions are necessary. Yeah. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities. Said so we serve not. I want only. Okay. Stop this.
0: You know who gave a speech very much like this, and I know you're thinking Hitler, but um, <laughs> but let me go another way.
2: Hmm? Mm-hmm. But the accent is that what's uh, getting you on that one?
0: Well, <laughs> no, that and you know a big meeting with a bunch of mm-hmm. people that are sitting there in the dark, you know, all leaders, and and these like you know we all come together, and uh, then we were, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, the other is is. Um, this happened at our constitutional convention it, it, where he said we all have to we put our differences aside. OK, but they were coming as representatives of the people. Mm-hmm. These guys are not representatives of us. They're representatives of business and the collective. There's no people involved in their heads. Yeah. It's just the future. I mean, the thing you look at is like it, they see
2: a problem. They want to do X, Y, and Z and there's a problem and the problem is us in, in yes, our governments and is. our states and the way our We resist these things and the way we have to it, they have to explain it, to it a, It's like man. I want a lot of things in politics, right? And they never happen. Why because dumb people get in my way They're always voting for the opposite thing now We could all get together and say, how do we get rid of the dumb people? How do we get them to stop voting? We can do all those things. That's a bad idea. That's not how you're supposed to do this. Because that's what they're doing,
0: and we're the dumb people. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's a really bad idea.
5: The Glenn Beck Program.
0: But it does work when your idea is so good, you know it'll save humanity, and anybody who questions it should be liquidated. Anyway, um, speaking of liquidation, Gold Line. You know, the one thing that I bet a lot of people wish they would have had the last time we had a global uh, takeover attempt by a bunch of fascists was gold or silver. Boy, that would have worked out well, huh? I want to talk to you about Goldline. These are the people that I have uh, trusted for, gosh, I don't even know, 20 years, 22 years. I mean, this is, I started buying their product before they were ever interested in being on the show. Uh, and I did my homework. These guys are great. They also have some of the most sought after silver products in precious metal markets right now. Call them to find out about the new Ben Franklin Silver Rounds. This is something that I helped design uh, they're collectors and ask them why that's important. It's an, it's an interesting story. Anyway, Goldline is giving away Maple Flex Silver Bars with qualifying orders of the Ben Franklin Silver Rounds this week. Call them right now, 866-GOLD-LINE, 866-GOLD-LINE. Call them before we track you. (laughs) The Great Reset is available
2: now. Get the whole story at glensnewbook.com.
0: There's something fantastic that is happening in the country. Um, Homeschooling is really taking off. Um, There's now programming for children from a, hey, I don't hate the country, uh, you know, point of view. There's kids books that are being released now. Then I know what you're going to say, but just because they don't have pornographic pictures and instructions on how to have weird kinky sex doesn't make it. A book that's not appropriate for kids, you know. Um, sure, they still write one from time to time that is uh, about history or whatever. Bethany Mandel has been on the program uh, several times now. She is a contributor writer for the uh, Deseret News. She's a spokesperson and editor of the Heroes of Liberty book series. And in this, I mean, listen to the listen to the books of the Heroes of Liberty. Ronald Reagan. Thomas Sowell, uh, Amy Coney Coney Barrett, uh, John Wayne, Alexander Hamilton, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, uh, Mark Twain, Douglas MacArthur. I mean, I'm seeing an obvious miss here. I mean, I don't know, honestly, Bethany, where where Glenn Beck is. uh, I mean, that's just such, I mean, just based on my (laughs) humility, that is really (laughs) something. But you're just releasing today um, Rush Limbaugh. Tell me about that.
6: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of we do two things when we choose a hero. We think about, you know, obviously, Ronald Reagan was sort of an easy one to choose as one of our original three crop folks. Um, But we also kind of think about, you know, what are the messages that kids aren't getting that they desperately need to get? And so the theme of our John Wayne book was about manhood and honor, which is not something that, Especially yeah. boys are hearing now. Um, but the message that we really thought that we wanted to send with the Rush Limbaugh book was the importance of speaking your mind mm-hmm. and the importance of the First Amendment. And, you know, I think that we've seen the woke assault on uh, people daring to, to yeah. say things anymore that might not fit the orthodoxy that they're trying to promote.
0: Right. And uh, he was a they're, pioneer they're saying, in that. I mean, they. Yeah they they that, that i think that was the first real attempt to silence somebody over a long period of time was rush
6: yeah absolutely i mean we saw like the horrendous treatment that he received at the time of his death and and how he was eulogized by the left um and and we're seeing sort of their assault on the first amendment and um you know your freedom glenn to speak your mind i mean yeah. you have an entire media matters arm that just watches your show every day i know um <laughs> believe me
0: i know <laughs>
6: <laughs> so you know all of these forces are sort of working together to to send a message to children that you have to fit into this box you can only say x y and z and so we wanted with this rush book I mean, first of all, we wanted to tell children about this trailblazer in American media because, you know, I think it's it's hard for, for folks like us who grew up uh, knowing about Rush. I mean, more sort of my generation, my, like a mid, mid-30s, mid I always knew who Rush Limbaugh was. And it, it kind of boggles my mind as a parent when I realize that my kids don't necessarily know all of these things. Um, so I think it's important for them to know who he was as a person and his influence, but also the message of the book is really about speaking your mind and not being afraid to do so. And the power of, of your words is such that, you know, he, he could make the president of the United States have to directly respond to things that he said on the air.
0: It is, it's, it's remarkable. um, uh, The impact that he made, you know, I, I said to somebody the other day, imagine a world without Walt Disney Without Walt Disney, the world is, not only the world, but America specifically, is an entirely different country. Uh, And and the same is said for Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh, um, if it wasn't for him, AM radio would have died back in the 90s. -hmm. And the talk radio thing, I I don't know if it would have ever taken off.
6: Yeah, I I don't think that we would be sitting here talking.
0: No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Um, So can I ask you a question? Because you also, so this, this, but first of all, this book uh, releases today, Rush Limbaugh and the First Amendment. Where can you get it?
6: Heroesofliberty.com.
0: Okay. Um, Now you also uh, do write books for kids and that's something you do on Instagram, right?
6: Uh, Yeah. Wow. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So I I run an account with a girlfriend of mine named Rachel. Uh, It's write books for the number four kids, and we're kind of just looking at, you know, quality children's literature um, that are not, you know, the books that I produce, uh, because it's it's getting increasingly hard to find uh, appropriate and inspiring children's literature, and, you know, my passion for children's literature isn't just relegated to selling Heroes of Liberty books, right, right. Um, but it's, I mean, it's it's the whole sort of underpinning of my educational philosophy and, and what we do in, in our Personal homeschool. Uh, it's very literature based, and um, and it's it's getting increasingly difficult to find yeah. uh, to find books that are appropriate.
0: It's also hard to find uh, classics like Up from Slavery. Now has I noticed this probably ten years ago. Um, you know, it's the true story of Booker T. Washington, written by him. Yeah. Uh, about ten years ago, they put a uh, notice in the front that uh, scholars are not sure that all of this is fact uh and now the the front page says fiction that is now a book mm-hmm. of fiction so yeah everything is is changing um uh and and yeah. being edited down to to be nonsense
6: yes that's exactly right i mean if you look at sort of the the average children's literature Um, You know, when we were doing research, for example, on the Alexander Hamilton book for Heroes of Liberty, um, one of the most fascinating things that I read um, in the Chernow biography about Alexander Hamilton is that the admissions standards for Princeton were more rigorous than the graduation standards for a graduate degree from Princeton now. The standards have just completely collapsed. Uh, in our education system. And if you read, I, I, one of my favorite examples is Peter Pan, the original Peter Pan. You read that and you're like, this is a children's book? And then it makes you think, oh my God, what are we doing to children now? Oh no. That this isn't the quality of literature they're, they're reading anymore. And I've read Peter Pan out loud to my you know first and second grader and they loved it. And they listened to it over and over and over on Audible. They're capable of so much. We just have to give them Uh, The, you know, the nourishment, the intellectual nourishment that they deserve instead of feeding them garbage all the time.
0: Okay, so you write for a newspaper, you uh, review books, you're the editor of a book series, uh, you're a homeschooling mom of five. How are you doing? (laughs) How do you? (laughs) I'm tired. I'm not a mom. I don't have five. I have two teenagers and I'm exhausted all the time.
6: So that's the ticket. You keep on having babies so that your body doesn't get adjusted to
0: sleeping. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you keep on turning them out, and the, the danger is when your body realizes, "Oh, I could be sleeping more than three hours." Yeah, a night.
0: yeah, right. Uh, that yeah.
6: Never fall down that rabbit hole. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> Bethany, thank you so much for everything that you do, and uh, I know Rush would be uh, would be honored that. Um, That you wrote this Rush Limbaugh and the First Amendment. I mean, I'm I do talk about the Third Amendment and I'm still against quartering of soldiers at at people's houses. So, I mean, (laughs) if you ever want to do a book on the Third Amendment, I'm your guy. I'm your guy.
6: Okay. (laughs) All right. You'll you'll be our Third Amendment.
0: Bethany, uh, God bless you. Thank you so much for all you do. Again, you can find this book on Rush Limbaugh, Limbaugh, heroesofliberty.com. That's (laughs) heroesofliberty.com. Might sound a little immodest, but, uh, you know, I consider painting not something I just do for fun. Um, I actually consider it art. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You and Hunter Biden alike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's such. Mm. I mean, it's a racket. It is a racket. (laughs) Anyway. It's a great one, though, if you can get in on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been painting. I'm coming up with a... um, Uh, A new show, what is it, June 10th and 11th at Park City Fine Arts. You can find that at parkcityfineart.com. Make sure you make a reservation. It's free to get in, but uh, I do tours of about 20 or 30 people, and I take you through all the paintings, uh, and we want to make sure that we can get you in, so you have to make reservations, parkcityfineart.com. And uh, I'm painting because I, I want to tell the stories of America's history in a different way. And there was a time where I thought I will never, ever be able to paint again. God won't be able to pick up a paintbrush. I won't, I couldn't write anymore. And I love to hand write, uh, but couldn't do it because I was in so much pain in my hands. Relief factor has taken all of that away. And I have my life back. 1995 is the quick start. Please just try it for three weeks. If it's not working in three, four weeks, it's probably not going to work on you. However, It started slow on me. I stopped taking it after three weeks and I didn't realize how much pain it had already started to remove. I'm pain free 99.9% of the time. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Or you can call 800 the number four relief. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference.
5: The Glenn Back Program.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is a big primary day in several states. Stu has all of the details on the primaries. Yeah, we start, started talking about Georgia a little bit earlier, and there's one part
2: of this that we do need to address, which is we went through, I don't know if people remember this, like a year of the media telling us that... The Georgia election law was going to do nothing but thwart minorities from voting. They were not going to be able to Which it
0: clearly did. It so did. You're probably going to come with numbers and math and stuff. I was thinking about it, but I did want to
2: remind people that Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game out of the state and moved it to Colorado because this law was so damaging to the rights of minorities to vote. Drew Holden uh, from the Washington Free Beacon has a really long thread of all of the media sources and pundits and politicians who told you that this was basically the end of voting for people that don't have white skin. That was essentially the thesis of of their coverage. And now we have the first bits of information as to how this actually operates. We have early voting and absentee voting. Numbers from the state of Georgia, and they hold their primary today. On the Republican side, in 2018, the the last pre-pandemic midterm, we had 153,264 early votes. This year, after this damaging law is passed, it went from 153,000 to 453,000 votes. Now, you might say, "Well, it's just that's because they made it easier for white Republicans to vote and not not." helpful democratic minorities. Well, you're going to be shocked to hear that Democrats are up as well. From 134,000 back in 2018 to 337,000 this time. Which which number is bigger? I don't. 337,000. We're talking about doubling and tripling. So proves my point. No. Proves the opposite of your point, sir. That's But you might say those were probably all white Democrats voting.
0: Those were probably all white Democrats that were voting. The minority vote is probably down is what you might say. Minority vote's probably down. Don't look into it.
2: According to figures released by the Georgia Secretary of State Office as of uh, a couple days ago. A white Republican. 102,000 more black voters have cast early votes in this year's primaries than in 2018. This is more than three times the number of blacks casting votes Uh, from back in 2018. So this terrible voting restriction law has somehow tripled the amount of black voters, which, I mean, you want to talk about the worst Jim Crow 2.0 ever, this is it. The Republican Party is apparently not as good as the Democratic Party was at keeping blacks away from polls because the Democrats seem to do a really good job at it back in the day. Republicans, they can't get it right. Uh, this this Jim Eagle law they passed is not working out very well at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jim
0: Eagle is bigger than Jim Crow. Right. Thank yeah. you, Joe Biden. That was yeah. That Jim a Eagle swoops down, carries little uh, black children away in his white-headed beak. Right. He flies away. That's probably sells what them into slavery and like. Venezuela or someplace. Sure. So, yeah, sure. A couple of other interesting races. We talked about Ken Paxton
2: and George P. Bush. That's happening here in Texas as a uh, uh, that's the runoff for, for the primary. It uh, kind of had a lot of attention here as sort of the the Bush's last uh, stab at relevance here in Texas. And Ken Paxton is trying to defeat uh, George P. Bush in Arkansas. The not a close contest, but it is interesting. Uh, the next governor. Uh, of of Arkansas and al- almost definitely the next Republican nominee for sure. Looks like it's going to be Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, who, of course, was the second press secretary for Donald Trump. Uh, she is going to... Uh, she's also the daughter of the former governor, so she'll be uh, lo- most likely winning the primary today and most likely winning uh, seat, uh, as the seat as the governor here in November. And Alabama's probably the most interesting race of the day as far as we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you have... Richard Shelby retiring from the Senate. His former chief of staff is Katie Britt. She's running in sort of the maybe the establishment lane, if you want to put it there. Uh, Mike Durant is the guy, one, he was one of the pilots from Black Hawk Down, and he's running for the Senate as well. Um, he's endorsed by General Flynn, among others. Mo Brooks is also running. He's a, a Republican congressman. He was endorsed initially by Donald Trump when he was ahead. He then floundered in the polls, and Donald Trump took the the pretty rare step of unendorsing him, saying that he went woke. Which I mean, look, <laughs> Mo Brooks, might be a lot of things, but woke is not one of them. <laughs> uh, he is that's not his reputation, at least. Um, Ted Cruz has endorsed Mo Brooks, Rand Paul, the Club for Growth, FreedomWorks has endorsed Mo Brooks. Has a really good uh, conservative economic record.
0: Well, and because and because a lot of people would like him to win. I have not endorsed him. No, you don't endorse No, we've stopped you from endorsing all candidates now that are good. But anyway,
2: uh, before, right when Donald Trump took away the endorsement, um, Mo Brooks was down by 17 points at that time. After he pulled the endorsement, Mo Brooks has roared back into the race and now is only down by two in the latest poll. It's Katie Britt, 31, Mo Brooks, 29, Mike Durant, 24. The top two here will go to a runoff here in i believe june so we'll give you the details on that tomorrow this is the glenn back program